Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I am so glad you're joining me today. Today's podcast episode is titled Lessons from the Toy Store. All right. So I'm not sure where you're following me from, and I don't mean what state or what planet. <laughs> I mean what app or podcast program platform you're on. But there have been some difficulties with the whole 3G, 5G, 25G network that's going on and certain apps not working with certain phones that are being interrupted on and messed up and all that kind of thing. So if you're having difficulty getting notifications or hearing things well, try a different platform, a different app, a different program. I'm pretty much everywhere uh, on all kinds of podcast apps and programs. You can find me on Apple, Google, um, Audible even. Yes, Audible, believe it or not, which is awesome. Um, and I'm also on the new Edify app under the Spark Media Collective, which is fantastic. I'm so blessed to be a part of Spark Media. And you can uh, also find me just on Podbean. You can also go to my website at womaninspired.com and listen to me on the podcast player on my website. Just click on the podcast link. Now, you can't really follow me there. But you can find my latest and greatest, <laughs> or my latest and so-so, whatever the case may be. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you're tuning in, though. If you wouldn't mind sharing this, that would be great. If you need more information, or you'd like more information, or want to pass it on on this podcast, or about how to, to book me to speak at your event, you can go to womaninspired.com, and you will find me there. You can also follow me on Instagram at onewomaninspired. That's the number one, followed by womaninspired. All right, let's hop right into this episode with some pod quotes. Again, this is lessons from the toy store. All right, some pod quotes. I'm going to start with one of my favorite all-time quotes. I'd love to have this on my wall, and one day I will. I just haven't done it yet. All right, it's by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Ripe in wisdom was he, yet patient and simple and childlike. Absolutely love that quote. I'm going to say it again. Ripe in wisdom was he, yet patient and simple and childlike. And then I have another quote that I found specifically while I was researching some things for this topic. And this is Wayne Dyer. It's a long quote. Here it goes. To be more childlike, you don't have to give up being an adult. The fully integrated person is capable of being both an adult and a child simultaneously. Recapture the childlike feelings of wide-eyed excitement, spontaneous appreciation, cutting loose, and being full of awe and wonder at this magnificent universe. Absolutely love that. Love it, love it. So I'm not sure what your age is, but if you were born pretty much any time before the past 10 years, you probably remember old-fashioned toy stores. Now, I'm not talking about a toy section in a big brand name store, but a real store that specializes in toys. You know, the kind where you you set foot across the threshold or, or the automatic door slowly opens and you walk right into this wonderland of awesomeness. The toy stores when I was younger always smelled like candy. Those worlds of awesomeness <laughs> smelled like candy. Do you remember that? I think it was because they had gumball machines and Pez dispensers. And I'm not talking about the gumball and candy machines that you put a quarter in at the front of the store, but the kind of gumball machines that you can buy to take home 
this out on your dresser or your desk that you refill with gumballs yourself whenever you feel like it. <laughs> I used to be fascinated by the idea of having my own gumball machine. <laughs> Not that I like the gum that much, although I do miss chewing gum since I'm gluten-free and have to be. Not every gum out there is gluten-free, but I mean, wow. The gum then, it just tasted a certain way, those gumballs. But talk about time to go to the dentist. Okay, those gumballs were hard as a rock, but inside it was super soft. I do not know how they do that. Um, but they were sweet also. So I still remember that flavor. It was incredibly delicious and sweet for about three minutes. And then you would have chewed all the flavor out of them. <laughs> all you had left was something akin to the eraser at the end of a pencil. <laughs> and these smart thinking gumball makers, oh, weren't they smart? Because every kid back then knew that they had to buy two or three just to enjoy them for a half an hour. You got about a, at the most, a half an hour worth of flavor out of them, right? Really, probably not even half an hour. We were just determined and our teeth were stronger and our jaws were stronger back then. <laughs> but what about Pez dispensers? Now, honestly, my recollection of Pez candy not so tasty. <laughs> it's to me, it's kind of this sweet tart, but more sweet than tart and chalky little candy. But they are so much fun. You get to tilt that little head back and get the piece of candy out. And, and I actually googled Pez dispensers for this podcast. And holy smokes, let me give you Pez fans a tip. If you have an old one, a 60s or a 70s dispenser, check them out before you chuck them out or you give them to someone else because there are literally some Pez dispensers out there that are worth more than an ounce of gold is right now. I'm not kidding. We need a Fort Knox for Pez. <laughs> and do you remember those gumball machines that didn't have gum in them? Now those are the kind that were at the front of the stores. Those are not so valuable. In fact, it's difficult in most places to find one at the front of a store anymore. You can see a lot of those big old machines in flea markets. I was never that fond or fascinated with those big ones that you find at the front of the store, ex except I did like the ones that had the little plastic containers, like egg-like containers that you break open and they had toys in them, like little plastic rings and necklaces or teeny tiny books. I was fascinated with those and black plastic spiders or dinosaurs. Definitely showing my age here, <laughs> but um, let it show because the reality is those are pretty cool items. Don't you think? I mean, I think they are. They preceded the good old Happy Meal toys. I mean, I was way more fascinated with those. We we didn't go to eat fast food a lot when I was younger anyhow. And so I wasn't that fascinated with Happy Meals. But I prefer those little trinkets and those mementos from my childhood to virtual reality headsets and cell phones. I can tell you that right now. Uh, the kind of toys that you used to be able to find in a toy store were the kind that needed no satellite connection or data plan. <laughs> and the worst case scenario might be that you needed batteries. Okay, no, it didn't matter if I had a cell phone signal or a monthly plan to ride my skateboard. That's right. <laughs> I rode a skateboard. Shh. Yes, I'm, I say shh. You can tell everybody. I will too. I practically grew up on a skateboard. I lived out west a lot of, gro of time growing up. And so it was warm a lot. And I just loved a skateboard. I'd take it everywhere with me. My first one was a pink skateboard. And it was when I was in the second grade. And I was good at it too. I loved it. And But that was before I grew the skill of being a klutz. <laughs> so more to my point though. Toy stores when I was younger, they were magical. 
and they were a treat to go to. So every once in a while, while I'm out and about doing things, if I see an actual toy store, I pop into it. If only to sniff <laughs> and see if they have gumballs <laughs> and to look around at what the latest and greatest toys are up for sale. Inevitably, there are a few of the old standbys that have stood the test of time, like Barbie dolls and Legos or puzzles and board games. And, oh, Hot Wheels and, and Play-Doh. Play-Doh definitely has not gone away. And apparently, recently, Silly Putty has made a comeback. Good for you, Silly Putty. My son told me that. Um, and then there are the remakes. You know, the ones the companies stopped distributing for a long time and decided maybe they could make money off them again. So they rebooted them and updated them and repackaged them into something a little more modern like Holly Hobby Dolls, Care Bears. I don't think those ever re really went away either, but they've updated them to something. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Cabbage Patch Dolls, and oh, I saw a commercial the other day for an Etch-A-Sketch. I used to love those too. In fact, I still have one, a little teeny tiny one. <laughs> All right. So, you know, it wasn't too long ago that I was traveling for the day and I stopped to walk around this little town square and lo and behold, there on the square was a toy store. I mean, a real honest to goodness, quaint, interesting, dedicated to toys and games toy store. So, you know, I had to pop in and look around and I'm sure I got some strange looks when I started sniffing the air as soon as I walked in the door, it, but it was disappointing to only smell hand sanitizer and air freshener when I came in the door, but I went in anyhow. So as I walked down the aisles, I was really encouraged by seeing simple toys again, like dolls and board games and puzzles. And I, they even had kid-sized tables set up for kids to play with Legos or color. Ooh, coloring. That's another thing I love, 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 and still love to do is color. Um, and they had a section there, though, too, with outdoor outdoor toys that were stacked, like from floor to ceiling, squirt guns and bubble makers, hula hoops, soccer balls, wiffle balls, all that kind of stuff. What was strange, though, is I didn't see anyone around, but the parking spots out in front of the store were all full. And so I thought when I went in the store that there might be at least a few people wandering around it, because I also like to talk about toys, and... I don't talk to everybody. Not everybody is approachable, and sometimes I'm not in the mood, but sometimes I am. I, I might talk to somebody who can reminisce with me about a toy, right? Then I heard some laughing, though, and a few, whoa, and no way, and some banging going around at the back of the store. And I thought, what in the world? So I followed the noise to the back of the store, and there was a room there with padded walls and mats on the floor. And there were parents standing outside the room outside this big window that looks into the room and there was a door closed there but the parents weren't actually watching their kids they were on their cell phones every single one of them had their heads in their cell phones there was like five parents there and they were apparently waiting for their kids or ignoring their kids or whatever it was they were doing the kids were in the room with headsets and and these little glasses over their eyes um, and this was the toy stores virtual reality gamer so apparently you could pay for 15-minute increments and let your child play the latest and greatest virtual reality games before you decided you wanted to buy them or not. I mean, it's not a bad idea, really. If you're going to put tons of money into something, it's good to try it out. I mean, what if your kid gets sick on it, like seasickness, or your, your child had to take Dramamine just to play a game that you bought them? <laughs> You'd want to know, right? Not that any of these disengaged parents would probably know because they didn't even know I'd been standing there for almost five minutes till they heard a thump 
when one of the kids went flying into the wall by the viewing window and they put their heads up and looked around. I guess virtual reality can be jarring, literally, because sometimes these kids were, they looked like they were walking around like they were drunk. They were obviously in the dark in some sense because they had their eyes covered with the glasses, I guess, that show the computer screen. I've not ever tried it, so... Anyway, they were kind of laughing and talking and some of them even cussing. So I walked away. I've kind of seen enough of it. Now, trust me, I'm not an anti-tech games person. Um, I'm not anti-video games necessarily. I think it's all in measure and balance and how much you use them and if it's right for your brain or not. So I'm not really anti-anything um, unless it's something that further disconnects people from people, uh, or it's harmful, but especially if it disconnects parents from children. So anyway, I decided to wander back through the happy part of the store, as I'd like to call it, or the simpler part, the part that brought me back to good memories. So when I did, though, I saw this girl and a, a boy, they looked like they were about eight or nine years old. They were playing with a bubble gun, not gum, G-U-M, but gun bubble gun you know the kind that you pour the bubble mixture into and you can shoot it and it shoots bubbles out of it wow I have great memories of those my dad loved them it was calming to him to sit and shoot bubbles and watch them in the air or watch the kids play with them and stuff like that like it's calming for me to color and so I used to get him one every single Easter or Father's Day I mean without fail when he passed away I gladly took the ones that were still there my kids and I played with those bubble guns too, and we loved, they loved to go over and play with him with these bubble guns. They loved to chase the bubbles. Okay, I did too. But I, <laughs> I love anything having to do with bubbles like that. So I loved that the toy store let them play with the bubbles in the store. It was far more entertaining and engaging to watch these two kids and to see them enjoying it than the virtual reality was. So as these two kids were shooting bubbles out and laughing, they would shoot them. Then they would chase their own bubbles. <laughs> and the awesomeness of this was, get ready for it, these bubbles were colored. Have you all seen these? I'm sure they're non-toxic. At least <laughs> I hope they are. I'm sure they are. Um, but some of these were like bright blue and pink and neon green. And some even looked like they had glitter in them. Very cool. Very cool. And one of the kids looked up at me and pointed the bubble gun in my direction. And he said, watch out. I'm going to soap you. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I'd never heard it put that way, but uh, these were obviously kids who knew about bubbles and they were actually soap. But when he said that, uh, a, a woman popped her head around the corner from the end of the aisle and said, Jeff, don't threaten to shoot people, not even with bubbles. I smiled. He said, okay, mom. <laughs> and he told me he was sorry. I told him I was fine and I thanked him for that. She smiled at me and I, I said, it's okay if he soaps me, but he has to catch me first. <laughs> and she laughed and I winked at him and his sister and I took off around the corner. It didn't take long before the two of them were chasing me down the aisles trying to blow bubbles at me. Uh, he was shouting, come on, let's soap her. We're going to soap her. <laughs> Their mom was loving it. She was following all the way. I ducked behind this big display of these soft uh, pillows that were shaped like soccer balls and basketballs. My kids loved those when they were younger, too, because um, I got a little bit ahead of them. Thank God. I mean, they were small, but they were fast. <laughs> but so this Jeff and his sister were hunting for me. And their mom kind of, as she was hanging back watching, she could see me 
but they couldn't. I picked up one of those soft balls and I pointed to it and she shook her head yes, knowing what I was going to do. So around the corner came Jeff. He was holding his bubble gun up like he was ready for a shootout at the OK Corral. Oh my gosh, he cracked me up. He took this stuff seriously. <laughs> so I took that stuffed ball and I threw it at him. I beamed him right in the head. He was so animated and hilarious. He reminded me of my son when he was little because my son could just ham it up. And, and this little Jeff, he played it up. He stopped when I hit him in the head and he looked straight ahead. And all of a sudden he dropped to the floor <laughs> like he'd been shot. It was hilarious. His mom was laughing and shaking her head and rolling her eyes. Like, I think she was thinking, oh, well, where does he get this from? And I'm betting she did that at home all the time. <laughs> but he was lying there with his eyes closed. He was playing up the drama. So I walked over and I picked up his bubble gun that he dropped when he decided to ham up the head injury. And he opened his eyes and he looked at me. And when I picked it up, I looked at him and I said, I'm going to soap your mom. <laughs> He stood up and shouted, let's get her. <laughs> what ended up happening, though, after we chased her for just like 30 seconds was uh, she and I ended up with bubble guns and we ended up shooting th at them at the kids and they ended up chasing the bubbles. I don't know. It was probably a good five minutes and we stood there and talked while we did it. It was a lot of fun. It was something I needed in that moment. You know, how sometimes God puts those opportunities right in front of you. I needed that. So we were talking um, as we were talking, one of the parents who'd been at the back of the store where the virtual reality window was came walking through the store and she went right down the aisle where we were. She stopped and looked at me and said, don't you think you're being pretty childish? <laughs> then she looked at Jeff's mom and said, I'd never let another adult in my kids run through a store and act so childish. It's disgusting. And my first thought was, you'd never let another adult like you have control over another adult you don't even have control over your kids but that that wasn't necessarily so I was judging her so I'm glad I didn't say anything because really I didn't have to anyway because Jeff's mom said something and I won't forget it she said first off there's a difference between acting childish and childlike we're supposed to be childlike in some ways. It even says it in the Bible. And secondly, I'd much rather let my kids run and play with bubbles than ignoring them while they get lost in a fake world that they might never figure out how to come out of. It was like, mic drop. The mother just walked off. I love this woman. <laughs> my one regret from that day was that we didn't exchange names and email addresses. And I thought, well, shoot, later, I I would have loved to, to get to know her better. She was genuine down to earth and obviously good to her kids they adored her and she was active with them from what I could tell in that brief 30 minutes in, in the toy store she was the kind of Christian parent that people should strive to be like and I so appreciated that but it was one of those experiences where okay that's a great memory that I have we might not have ever been uh, lifelong friends but I had a great memory and a lesson out of it that day I take great satisfaction in knowing that she spoke her mind and she spoke what was on my mind as well. But she also shared some biblical wisdom about being childlike. I mean, I'd heard it before, but that day was a really great reminder to me. You see, I'm the kind of person who does act childlike <laughs> a lot of the times. Just ask my family and friends. I dance in the grocery store. I wear tie-dye clothes when I feel like it. 
and I don't care if my hairstyle is such that it sticks up on my head. When I lead Bible study and the women show up, I might be in my pajamas and my minion slippers. Um, I, I talk in accents to my kids to make them smile or to my husband uh, when he wants to get confused because he can't understand me. I mean, I wear high tops with a skirt if I feel like it. I color with coloring books and crayons whenever I want to. And I play with bubbles if the mood hits me. But sometimes I get so caught up in my to-do list and the serious things of life that I forget to be childlike. I forget that it's okay. I forget to live life because I definitely want to live life while I'm alive. I get one chance to do this. I can't stand it when I forget to be childlike in my joy and enjoyment or when I forget to be childlike in my faith. Because Jeff's mom was 100% correct. There is a difference between being childish and being childlike. Being childish is something that is befitting a child. I looked it up. So part of the literal definition of childish is lacking poise and embodying immaturity. Lacking poise and embodying immaturity. Some synonyms for childish are babyish, infantile, and immature. I think we all know a few people like that. But childlike is a different story. It literally means innocent, trusting. And some synonyms for it are simple, guileless, unwary. It's funny because for so much of my life, people have told me I am simple. And I am. I, I don't take it as an insult. I'm not complex at all. I'm pretty much what you see is what you get. What you hear is who I am. I'm the same here on this podcast as I am in person, as I am sp speaking up in front of 300 people. This is me. I'm a simple person. I mean, some people may know me better, know me more intimately, know more about me, but I'm still me no matter where I am. My name even means pure and simple. Karen, it means pure and simple. I don't think my parents could have planned that any better. <laughs> it's just the way that it is. They didn't know, but here it is. Here I am. And I was raised that being childlike is okay, and not just okay, but important. In a world that's filled with fake realities pulling us away from real life and true living and a real life that's sometimes filled with harshness and filled with people who would rather embrace evil and selfishness than be kind to their neighbors and loved ones, I believe it's so easy to become jaded and not be childlike. It's easy to become so serious that we forget that it's okay to be simple. We see so much chaos and complexity around us that we start to believe that nothing else is possible. But it is possible. It's completely possible not to get caught up in the complexity and chaos. So many times I've seen adults get to a place where they look at the world through the eyes of stress and cynicism. They lose their faith and they lose their hope because of what they see with their natural eyes. And by that, I mean, they're just looking at life through the eyes of their flesh, through what's going on right in front of them, instead of through their heart and through their spirit. They get so stressed and worried and frightened that they trust no one and nothing. They won't extend themselves enough to even seek God or to seek joy or seek a different kind of living because they're too caught up in the fear and negativity that chases after them. And it does chase after us, my friends. It chases after us. But our goal should 
be to not be immature and petty or infantile in our responses to all that stress in our responses to life but to remember to be childlike because it really does help to be childlike to see things with awe without guile in our hearts without constant distrust but instead with an unwariness and a delight or a joy and a kind of zest for life that is a gift from God that's being childlike there's a quote from um, a ministry page called got ministry got ministry about childlike faith and it says although faith is not mentioned in matthew 18 1 through 5 we know that it isn't just humility that ushers a person into heaven it is faith in the son of god a humble unpretentious faith that could rightly be called a childlike faith when jesus wanted to bless the children he said let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. So how does a child receive a gift with openness and honesty and just unbridled joy? That type of happy authenticity should be a hallmark of our faith as we receive God's gift in Christ. You know, I think about my <laughs> my nephew, Ethan when he was oh three or four years old probably three years old and it was his birthday I had taken a book and I wrapped it in a big box and that box was a bunch of tissue paper and he brought each piece of tissue paper out and would ooh and oh and he'd bring it out and he'd bring out the next one which is a different color and the next one it was a different color and the next one and he would ooh and ah over everyone and he'd throw them up in the air and watch them slowly go down he was enamored and joyful over the tissue paper he, he eventually got to the book <laughs> and he liked it too but that's what it's like a childlike awe over the gift and we have this gift that comes from god so I'd like to encourage you to take a step back from seeing things through the eyes of stress, through the eyes of worry. And, e and even though your life is likely filled with many things you have to take seriously, I encourage you to give yourself the freedom to be childlike. Accept the gift with awe that Jesus gave you when he said, let the li little children come unto me because you are one of his children. John 1.12 says, all who receive him, all who believe in his name have been given the right to be called children of God. And in 1 John 3, 1, it says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Am I making it sound too simplistic? Is it, is it really that easy? Um, yeah, it is. We just go to God and say, Hey, I believe in Jesus and then we're called his children. Yeah that's what it is it's really that simple is it always easy to be childlike uh no no it's not <laughs> i i would say that i know that from my own stress and from my own life it's not always that easy in fact it's much easier to be childish or be immature and infantile in the way we deal with things i personally think the virtual reality loving parent was childish while i was acting childlike that's just my opinion but people who are childish tend to come out with snappy retorts like she did and condemnation that are really coming from a place of immaturity and self-centeredness or fear because she was afraid she was being judged. I, I hadn't said anything to her. Maybe in my head I was judging her and in my heart. And so in that point she might have been right, but 
I watched my tongue, which is what I'm supposed to do. So I caution you, though, God calls you to come to him as a child, childlike in your faith and delighting in him, not to be immature and act like a crying infant seeking attention. Okay, there is a difference, childlike versus childish. So my hope and prayer, though, is that you will seek God with all your heart and you will want to be called his child. My hope and prayer is that you will do away with childish things and complex living and stress-filled attitudes and harshness if you're holding on to any of that. And just allow yourself to enjoy, to live while you're alive, to embrace this gift of life and embrace a childlike attitude of faith and simplicity so that you can learn to delight in the Lord and everything that he has for you, even if it's as simple as getting soaped in a toy store. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in today. I am really glad that uh, you're a part of the Woman Inspired podcast system. I guess we can call it that. If you're not, please, please follow, like, um, and be sure and comment. If you have something that you want to say, be sure and comment. I appreciate all of it. And I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed day.